Today on ADHD, we have Yoshi here talking about his next endeavor in medical history. We have Cheech here playing classical music to that's Chopin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Stay tuned for another episode of ADHD. <laughs> um, do you know the name of that um, piece? Uh, yeah, Chopin Eat uh, Nocturne. Number nine, number two. Number two. I heard oh. that in um, Warsaw. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because every Sunday during the summer, this particular park with the giant uh, Chopin's uh, statue, mm-hmm. they play um, his music uh, one hour, two times on Sundays. Oh, really? And there's a massive gathering in Warsaw. And it took, I, I got lost. My GPS was a little off. Like, mm-hmm. where the fuck is it? Like, they tell me to go this one spot. Then all of a sudden, I see everyone's walking one direction. I follow them. It was incredible. I mean, if they go into Instagram, I have a couple of clips. Mm-hmm. This blind guy from Israel, I think, was playing. And he was amazing. Wow. And it was just probably like, I don't know, maybe 800, 1,000 people just stand around listen to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Dude, all right. Imagine how much better you would be at things if you're blind. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. How much – you know, think about how much better you would be at things because you're blind. Because, like, I think a lot of distractions yeah. comes from your Same. sight. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't see shit, you're like, fuck, I got to be dope. And you just, like – you know, it's true. I would just dedicate. Can't watch time. TV. Can't watch TV. You can't really read. It. You have to do Braille, but that's kind of weird. Maybe you hear Audible. Podcast might be the dopest shit for that's a true blind person. Yeah, I don't it, know. It, I mean, I don't want to make a light, but the reason I don't like most of the brothels these days because mm-hmm. most of the girls are always checking their cell phone. I'm, I'm standing there, I'm like a paying customer, right? They're not even mm-hmm. paying attention, and then they think you're right when you're blind. You have you have a probably different sense, yeah. heightened sense, right? Because they they seem to be pretty good about spatial stuff. Like if especially living their home, they know exactly where everything's around. Yeah. They're more mindful, I think. But have you seen uh, have you seen that movie Ray with Jimmy Fox? Yeah, yeah. So he like I think all that. I mean, I didn't research it. I'm just gonna base the movie. I'm gonna hope that the movie's <laughs> true. But how he wears uh, hollow shoes, so when he like when a door when he passes like a door opening, the sound is different. Like it bounces off the, you know, when he's walking down the hallway. And yeah. I guess back then, I don't know how much carpet it was. Carpet super late back then. It probably just had hardwood floors. So as he's walking on hard, hardwood floors, he would hear yeah. how his how his uh, shoe would like reflect off of the walls and yeah. stuff. That's probably true because he went to a, a school for the blind, and they you know teach you stuff like that. How did you, how did you how did he find the school? <laughs> he's dropped off. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I like to think that, like, um, you know how when people when people have like, met, like, uh, what do you call it? Detached limbs? What's it called? Amputees. Detached limbs. <laughs> Amputees. Yeah. Uh, and they they're going to the Olympics or they do something crazy that a normal person probably wouldn't um, wouldn't be able to do, and they're saying like, "There's no excuses. You're full. You're able bodied yeah. and yeah. well sound in mind, and you should be able to do these things." Mm-hmm. But it sounds funny, but sometimes a nice limitation can really fucking fire you up. Dude. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. You ever think about that? Sometimes we're like, That's "Why you started this business?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I just oh, I think that if. If something were to happen, God forbid, Jesus Christ, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm knocking on wood right now. If I ever um, went blind or lost a limb. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, if I had some limitation in my life, I'd be dope. You might be successful. <laughs> I might I might be successful. There's just so much distractions and there's nothing. I don't like nothing, it. Yeah. It's no, there's nothing in my way. So it's mm-hmm. just like that's the reason why I get fucked up all the time is because, you know, 
It's life's too easy. <laughs> you know, I remember um, in school. No you, you, have you ever heard this thing called phantom limb? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, sometimes, even if you lost an arm or leg or something, you kind of remember. Like, you have this. You wake up middle of night thinking you still have it. Yeah, wow. and you can still feel it. You can still feel it. You yeah. know. I wonder when when people have Alzheimer's. I I wonder. I got the feeling sometimes they lost memory, but I think every once in a while it will come back to them. Yeah, it does. So it's it's got to be weird. Like you had this memory, it's gone. You don't even know how to retrieve it. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, uh, how to access that part of your brain. There was a crazy video where this this kid. Uh-huh. Uh, this is not exactly the same because he had his arm still, but his arm had been numb for like years, and he couldn't feel it. He couldn't move it. Yeah, and they didn't really know why. They well, they knew he was in some sort of like sports injury or something like that. So they took him to this experimental doctor, this holistic doctor. Yeah. And what they did is they put a mirror blocking his arm that that wouldn't move, and then he had him look at the arm, his reflection of his good arm in the mirror, and say, "Now, now watch your arm move and think about your arm moving." And so he was watching. His good arm moving, but yeah. he was looking at his bad arm. Yeah, and for some reason that uh, rewired his connection to his arm, and he was starting able to move it just based off. Of Is that. that for real? That was uh, according to this news, you know, uh, news, you know, news story. It was Not from it. like you know KTLA Texas or something, oh, yeah. you know. Some story. That, 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 I love hearing stories like this. It just tell you this doctor was thinking outside of the box. Like yeah. who would imagine just. You know, um, that's amazing. It kind of makes sense too, in a yeah. crazy weird. But he maybe said, maybe overthinking, trying to move your arm. Yeah, or you maybe you it just allowed it. you to yeah exactly visual you, connection. You ever see that one trick where they do is where they put a dummy hand yeah. and they put a real hand right like like uh, it's a magnet trick right and then mm-hmm. they're like they're like. I don't know what it, what it is exactly, but they have like a, a cardboard or a yeah. board in between, uh, like a what do you call it? Divide between the real arm and the fake arm. Okay, and they're like tickling your your hand, and they're going up and down, or they're yeah. doing it to the dummy hand. I, I can't remember exactly how it works, but then then like you can feel it, and yeah. then they get a hammer and they hit the dummy hand, and everyone goes, "Oh!" They pull their real hand out because. <laughs> But it's weird how like the association, yeah. And and I think our brains just create this shortcut. If they see it, it's just uh, it it yeah. just believes it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheech, can I ask you something? This is like an ethical question, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's say that kid with a bad arm, right? Yeah. He used the, his good arm to lift a bad arm, bad hand. Yeah. And place it on some lady's tit. <laughs> Because he can't heal, because he can't feel anything, is that do you, is that still like a sexual harassment? No, it's not. Because he he, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Seems because like he can't feel anything, so he's not getting any pleasure. Yeah, is that like a half a harassment, or is that just still get some pleasure out of it, even if you don't feel it? I but get... you don't you don't. I mean, you, you yeah, know? but I get pleasure of just seeing him do it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that's a secondary harassment. Yeah, secondary secondary harassment. harassment. All right, you got that phantom titty. You know, another that, that thing that popped in my head when you talk about that guy with the handicap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about this handicap girls. I saw um, beauty pageant for handicapped women mm-hmm. in Germany. Now these are really beautiful girls. They really are, but yeah. they're like can walk or missing a limb or something. And the whole time I was like, they're you know they're German, so they're like Aryan. Yeah. Um, Supermodels, whatever. <laughs> but they're like handicapped, like missing a hand or just a little small defect, right? Yeah. <laughs> little small defect. So, like, 
when I saw that, I, feel, I thought like, you know, it's kind of like when you're buying a brand new Lexus, but it got a huge dent. So it's, a, mm. it's, it's cheaper to buy them. Yeah. Like they're like within a league now because they're, they're model, but yet. Yeah. They haven't. <laughs> they can't run away from me. Right. So that's what I was thinking. There's, uh, you know, it was crazy. Uh, I don't know if any of you ever watched the X Games or not. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. They have a new event. I, I the first time I seen it, mm-hmm. and I usually watch it uh, most most full, years full comedy. A, a little bit. They have a, a it's called alternative street event, and it is all guys who have amputees amputations. Yeah. Oh, so wow. it's like guys with one leg, guys yeah. with uh, no arms, yeah. and it's like they're they have tricks their tricks and shit. Yeah, they're just doing this. Uh, this uh, I don't know when you were talking about the numb hand earlier. It kind of got me thinking about this. I think it was Anthony Bourdain. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, you he... like to get a numb neck. Christ, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna participate. I love Bourdain too much. Um, so I think he. I don't know where he went to some uh, place, and I don't know why. I'm just gonna guess India. Novel. Um, but it was with this guy who who uh, permanently. Like he put his hand up in protest, like all the way up, and it's and he, to this day he hasn't. It like got stuck there. It's, it's stuck because he had. You put his hand up as some sort of way to. Protest. Was, I guess it's a protest or the gods or something happened, and his fucking arm is. Ernie, what was his arm like this? Yeah, no, no, it was actually straight up, and his his hand actually. It's it, like fused length that way. Fused that way. He cannot. He, it's just up. Really? Like he put. He, it's it's locked. So in. Was he doing it purposefully? Like, oh, I'm gonna leave my arm up until things change, and then Basically, it got stuck. Yeah. No. I mean, well, it just it just the bone never fused changed. that way. The bone fused that way, and then wow. his hand is basically dead. It, like he can't move his hand. It's just, wow. it's just like dead. It was it was on Bourdain. Was it ever Bourdain? I don't, I don't know. Remember. I didn't. Rem- I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was part super unknown. <laughs> it's like wow. No, I, I, it had to have been Bourdain. I mean, who else does a fucking foreign sh- cooking show? Yeah, it had to have been Bourdain. Ramsey does it, but I don't know. If he oh, do shit like. That. By the way, I want to comment on that that new Ramsey show that that kind of, that's out on uh, on uh, Nat Geo. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I haven't it's, seen it yet. It's so. called like Uncharted or something. Yeah. I don't know this. What is um, this? It's basically a travel show. Gordon Ramsay goes to like these very rural places in fucking he africa cooks with them and, and, he, and he gets them he he hunts and for and, and forages or how do you call yeah. it is this so, new yeah yeah, yeah. It he did, actually just premiered he like did an old one on stuff. bbc but now he's doing one from that yeah. geo. nat geo is basically fox he has a big deal with fox obviously mm. so. you know what was funny I, I, I didn't talk to him but he was on tonight show with leno and i think some of the people are kind of worried like if he's gonna start screaming at people <laughs> but he he couldn't be a nicer person yeah, you know yeah, so i think that's on the act i think oh of course i yeah, mean i'm sure show business. while he's working i'm sure his kitchen is a pretty messy place you know you you probably yell at people but seem like a nice guy no i i, w- I would say hello to him if i had the opportunity yeah you know, presented itself but in any case i saw the show yeah it's great yeah but you know what? It made me miss fucking Bourdain. Oh, really? And not only that, it made me realize what a fucking gem that motherfucker was. Like, wow, honestly. You know, Ramsey, Ramsey was killing it. I know he was. But, but he was doing, He was. I, I feel low-key that they were filling the void of that travel cook show. I know Ramsey always does his little twist. Like, he'll go into a village yeah. and then cook their native food after being there for like a week or something. And then challenge their best cook. And, yeah. But using their same tools. Like, some of one of them. Yeah. 
yeah, to cook. Yeah. They were cooking camel in like a big clay pot. Yeah. And he was using his hands to cook because that's how the ladies cook there. Yeah. Um, he lost, but well, like, <laughs> uh, no. But you know, it's just when I saw that, I was like, dang, it, it kind of like I could picture Bourdain, Bourdain's eloquently fucking written poetry over yeah oh like he has such a great way with words mm-hmm. and um yeah that that i guess although ramsey has a class to his to his speaking and he had but bourdain was just so like i don't know he's like the only thing i could say is poetic you, you know, know? Mm. but did he write all that stuff when you um but his producers that's a great <laughs> yeah. show when you look at Silicon oh, Valley, Ramsey or, or who? Yeah, oh. when you look at Silicon Valley, you had uh, Steve Jobs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Bourdain was the on top of the pyramid, and you have so many people trying to do shows about cooking and travel and cooking. But mm-hmm. I mean, none of those people are ever going to, you know, catch up with him. I just think he was pioneer and also so original. Like he's right, the Hong Kong episode. It was amazing. It's, it seemed like a scene from cinema. You know, he mm-hmm. understand. He read really well, traveled a lot. He understands people. He loves people. But it, it wasn't even about food, really. It was him connecting with people all over the world, yeah. common people. He was very kind to, um, you know, just regular Joe. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 I only met him. I, we're, I'm not friends, but uh, he was very, very kind to me. And, I, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he, he, his book was just amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a real, I mean, if you haven't read it, it really is a delicious read. <laughs> Kitchen Confidential. Kitchen Confidential. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of people do f- uh, food and whatever, but um, they're, they're just poor imitation, really, at the mm. end of the day. Yeah. I'm, he I'm, really was I'm, the Shakespeare of that uh, type of uh, in- <clears throat> food entertainment. I yeah, think. I never, like, when, when No Reservations came out, it was so cool. And then I, I was like, man, I want more of this. And he has something yeah. called The Layover, which I really didn't get into, but when Parts Unknown came out, obviously because on the first episode, Yoshi was on. <laughs> I was just like, Parts Unknown, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so when he created that, because The Layover I didn't see, but Parts Unknown I was I got into hard because you were on the first episode, Yosh. And I was just like. Season one, episode two, the Korean. Oh, was it? I yeah. thought it was episode one. No? I don't remember what's one, but the Korean one was. I mean, I'm a, you know what, what most people don't know about that episode? So if you look at it carefully, you don't hear me saying much, but you see, I think you see me put my hands, to, yeah. fingers together, and yep. two fingers up. I did. Yep, that is true. And uh, that's in Japan and um, Korea. We're, it's, we're, go, it's called Kancho. What Kancho, you do? there you go. You uh, walk behind a yeah. kid and just jam it in somebody's asshole, and Bourdain could stop laughing. Which is <laughs> and we think that's funny, but you just can't uh, do that here, you know, with the B2 movement. Yeah. And I told him a couple inappropriate jokes, and he laughed, but they couldn't use it. And I, I and I pitched him a TV idea which he liked, but there's no way he could do it. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it's called parts known. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you're right, Ernie. He he. Um, it's been over a year, and it's a huge loss because, oh, man, he his show really changed my life. I think it changed a lot of people's lives. I think you know, Americans do not like to travel overseas. We just mm-hmm. we're so insular, but. I think watching him, I think, I think people can, I think people did travel because of him. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember like I didn't watch much of his show, honestly, but I did see you know clips, you know, throughout the, all this time. Yeah, and I always remember him going to somewhere in uh, South America or something yeah. like that, and he goes to a street fair, a street food, you know, marketplace yeah. area, and he's eating the food off of like some vendor and yeah. looks filthy and all that, and he's saying he's like. Uh, 
he's like, people ask me all the time, like, are you ever afraid to eat the food yeah. from another country off the street? And he's like, he's like, no, he's like, look around, Let's look at all the people that are eating the food. If they're yeah. going to be okay, I'm going to be okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty interesting. Cause that's definitely something that would probably sketch out most Americans. Right, this is, hold on. I was looking on my phone yeah. for that guy with his arm stuck up. So stuck up, stuck in the up position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's in India. I was right. And that's it. Oh wow! It's like fight complete, the power, bro. <laughs> fused. His arm is completely fused in the up position. That's the best picture I could find. I just found it right now. It, oh, that's disgusting. It is. His <laughs> nails are growing out of control. His arm is just dead. It's like all his muscle is dead, and his arm is and his bone is completely fused in the up position. Wow! Raise What's your hand name? if you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. All day long, just yeah. do those jokes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the Indian Shahu Amir Bharati claims to have kept, Russell Peters' uncle <laughs> claims to have kept his hand raised for 38 years in devotion to Hindu deity Shiva. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, one day in 1970, Bharati left his job, his wife, and three children in order to pursue his devotion. Damn, he hated his family. <laughs> I know he hated his family. Yeah. I'm gonna go raise my arm. <laughs> Anywhere but here. Don't you raise your hand to a woman? No. Um, so I don't know. This guy's uh, this dude's a soldier. I never. I've, but yeah, I think Anthony Bourdain went to this place and uh, saw and like ate a meal mm-hmm. um, with that like, guy. I don't know with the guy, but in his village, like yeah. you have to go and like visit him, and he's like kind of like a spiritual man now, uh, okay. where people have to come and like kiss his feet or something. You know, yeah. insane. So he was protesting. Yeah, he's knocked. I guess in de- in devotion to the Shiva. It's crazy what people will do for pussy. <laughs> it's like if I stick my arm up long enough, mad bitches. <laughs> I could fuck him with it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's an interesting thing to have someone who has that much strength. Just it's insane, dude. I mean, that is crazy. <clears throat> Talk about you know maybe you're not handicapped, but you make yourself handicapped. <laughs> um. So there's two shootings on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even bother um, shooting heroin. I mean, it's not very often where there's two in the same day, though. Yeah. Well, wait till there's three. (laughs) Remember the days when there's only two? The thing that I wonder now. But can I also remind you before you continue? Mm -hmm. Police still kill more people, though. I'm just telling you. Yeah, they do. They killed somebody uh, in Riverside. You know, right where uh, – did you hear about the Costco shooting? There was one that like in Riverside mm-hmm. where this guy – there was a cop. Yeah. And then there was a, a guy who was like uh, – had some – he was mentally handicapped. He was like slow or something. And then his – the mentally handicapped man who was – you know, he was a man. And his parents were there at Costco. Yeah. And somehow there was an off-duty cop. He ran in – you know, they ran into each other. Something yeah. happened where they got into an argument and they fought for a little bit, you know, yelling at each other, I guess. Yeah. And the cop shot the their mentally retarded guy and his two parents. He killed all three of them. When was this? Like a, a month ago in, in Ryan Riverside. Yeah, and I'm sure he's not going to serve any time. No, I'm sure he's fine, yeah. Um, but the thing that I'm wondering now, when you see that, like, all of these people who are doing these mass shootings, they're all, yeah. they're all white. yeah. And every time there's a problem, like in the black community, you'll have the black activists come out and say, 
you know, and comment on it and say, listen, what's going on in our communities? Jesse we need to Jackson. stop this violence. Yeah, we yeah. need to stop this violence. You know, this this is a problem in our community. Yeah. Same thing in Mexican in the Mexican uh, community. Yeah. They'll come out and say, like, oh, yeah. yeah, educate yourself. Go to college. Become great. You yeah. know, and they'll, they'll address the problems within their own community. You never see uh, any white people say, what's wrong? What's going on with white people in America? They never take any ownership of of the problems within their community and it is within their community. No, because you know why they have a lot of problems with, uh, like devil music coming from rock and roll. And they have a lot of influence coming <laughs> in from the violence from television yeah. and the movies. Oh, video they, games. they have so much problems with that. So we can't really, <laughs> they're, they've been oppressed, but like, what the fuck? I mean, why nobody says, I mean, do people do say it on TV? Like, Oh yeah, there's always a white guy, but there's no, but why don't, don't they ever say what's wrong with? Are you serious right what? now? This is what? Are you serious? No, why don't they? Why don't I, because they of a racist? This nation is racist. We know this. Yeah, like there's there's no why are we not doing this? It's like, dude, it's blatantly obviously now that I think the cat's way out of the bag. It's just that it's gonna take a few few decades to fucking do something <laughs> about it. But Chich, I think it's really extreme because if you go places like New York or L.A., mm -hmm. many of these liberal people say they're always talk about talk. Toxic white yeah. masculinity. There, there are white liberal people who agree with you. Yeah, I guess the, so. They do say it a lot. But maybe I'm asking, like, why not somebody maybe, from maybe. the middle of the country, some preacher? Why not? Yeah, that's the other thing. You don't ever see the preachers come out and say, uh, do not do this. This is wrong. All oh, they, they don't say, want to get shot. All they say is, like, oh, this is sad. Let's yeah. pray for them. That's all they say. They never say, you know don't hate people. Don't kill people. They never. They don't come out and say that yeah, shit, which is kind of ridiculous. Because God, it's God's will. <laughs> the some, wrath of God. This is Satan. Somebody said like uh, there's like, some kind of connection with video games and shooting. Trump said it. Yeah, Trump literally said that it was about video games. <laughs> well, they're plagued. I'm telling you, it's they're a curse. Plagued. Yeah, it's, it's it's really weird because you know I think the country that buy the most games per capita is Japan. Although they don't have access to guns, but um, I wonder if they have same amount of guns. If they're going to have same level of shootings, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm kind of doubt it. Like I, I know it's really hard not to talk about it mm -hmm. um, because it's 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 just in our face. It's so insane how literally. Like, all I really want in this whole argument is not to take away guns. It's just to be like, hey, background check. Hey, yeah. you have to fucking go to a class and take a fucking test. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to do with a fucking driver's license. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just, that's all I would like. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say take away the guns. Yeah. But you can't just give them out willy nilly like that. What about what I mean? the, the, the rifles and all that? What's wrong with that? I think those are cool. I, look, all I'm saying, I, I don't know if they're cool or not, but I'm not trying to take anyone's right away. I mean, away they probably them. are cool, like, if you're shooting them. Dude, all right. like super I'm cool. not going to front. I got to be honest. I, honestly. Shoot, have you shot a gun before? I have no desire to shoot a gun. Have you? No, I haven't. Okay, so then you don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. But I imagine. It's amazing. It's probably It's fun. fucking, no, it's amazing. It is It is pretty amazing. It's yeah, you shot a gun? Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. We're, all right, ADHD, you, we're, we're, we're going to the shooting nah, range. I'm not going. ADHD, why not? Because I don't like the fact that someone could accidentally, like, turn around and accidentally, and, and that's a death. And accidentally crash into you while you're driving your car. Yeah, but there's a good chance I won't die if I get in a car accident. There's, there's a, a good, good chance. chance if I get shot with a bullet, I will die. Dude, how about in your fucking leg? 
I don't want to get shot in the leg. Well, You're not you selling it. I don't want to get shot in the yeah, arm. You know what? I don't like the idea that an accident with yeah. a gun can be a death. It's just going to hurt. You're like, yeah. it's just going to hurt. Uh, it's going to hurt. I think it was either you, like your show or talking shit where I said, I'm running out of places to stay. So like um, within a couple of days, Randy Puga was kind enough to say, hey, you could stay here for a couple of days, which turned into like four plus years, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, Randy's very funny because second day, se- he loves guns, right? Oh yeah. So second day, like uh, second day, second day when I woke up in the morning, he said, "Hey, you want to go gun range?" So we went, <laughs> and I thought maybe he has a, like a pistol too. This motherfucker had arsenal, and like, uh, I kind of think sometimes like, wait, is this some kind of like warning? Like if something happened to him, if something's missing, because <laughs> Randy was on target every shot. This motherfucker. You know, he was like that guy from... Uh, trying Asian eyes on the target. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, what's that movie? Tremor? Tremor there was some, Tremor, there was some yeah. character who was really good at shooting. Man, Randy was a... He was really, like Django. He was like I Django. Mean, there he was a- with gun- pistols. He had a Glock. He had like <laughs> assault weapon. Like, holy fuck. He's, he was ready for doomsday. And it's just a coincidence he takes you the, the day after you... Yeah, so like... <laughs> You're put on this vest, this camouflage. So when I come back home, I'm always quiet. I don't want him to shoot me. Like, who's in my house? <laughs> hey, Yoshi coming in. Yoshi. I'm, un- I'm unarmed. <laughs> when yeah. did you shoot guns? Uh, shotguns uh, right here when I go to the no. gym. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I shot guns a lot in Fresno. That was like the kind of uh, a thing. And also... There's nothing else to do. I would say, yeah, for real. But this, that was illegally shooting them in uh, what, like a field. What kind of gun? 22. So like a little handgun. It was a small little yeah. gun. It was so small that it acted when the, the thing pinched back because my hands were so big yeah. that it, it pinched it, skin. it pinched my, mm-hmm. son, my skin on accident. And I started bleeding. But I didn't really feel it obviously because it's so fast uh what else have i shot i shot a shotgun like an actual like, all double barrel it's all, all in fresno uh and then in la we i actually actually not in la I killed the <laughs> <laughs> in uh las vegas yeah uh because it was in la but when i was living in la i went to las vegas and there was like a whole shooting range yeah. down there mm-hmm. and i got to like basically just unload some shit this is like probably about five years it'll be funny <laughs> Ernie started doing NRA podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this week in NRA. Yeah. But you know, it, it, it would be funny. I'm to show you how to get around bump stocks. <laughs> but you know, in, Ernie, it would be funny if you start a podcast where you bring people like Cheech and people who never use gun or hate gun mm-hmm. and record experience them using guns. Yeah. Because... You know, when, I remember that when my friend Stan Chen took me to a shooting range in Indianapolis. So how many times have you gone? You've gone a lot of times. A lot, yeah, because um, there's nothing else to do. In your- <laughs> this guy, he must be using AR-15, assault r- rifle 15, right? Fuck, man. The ground shakes. It's that loud, man. Yeah. It's really powerful. And I think... I'm not saying you, you have to have guns and... Um, um, okay with it but I, I don't think taking a class safety and using it i don't think it's it's a bad thing i think we shouldn't be too extreme where you should have un- uh, i'm not saying you have a fear of guns i'm just uh-huh. saying um 
I think people should be more educated about I, it, you know. I do have a fear of guns. I mean, like, when I see those other states where people are just openly walking around. Oh, Arizona, yeah. Guns, it's nuts. Yeah. I don't want to live in a place but where... people are a lot politer people, in those states as well. Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> they check your ID. Okay, I'm, I'm very... I'm, fucking check your ID. I'm very polite to them. Yeah, exactly. But um, I, I think it, it's totally cool. Like, I totally yeah. understand it, and I totally think it's... Uh, you know, warranted even. And, you know, if you have a gun in your house yeah. for protection, if you have a shotgun in your house, even in, for protection, you have rifles, yeah, hunting rifles um, for hunting. Sure. Um, I think that's totally cool. And I totally understand if somebody is breaking in your house, you want to have a gun. That's sure. up to you. That's cool. Um, now, but all this other shit, that stuff that's like was made for the military. You know, my dad was in uh, Vietnam. He was? Yeah, he was in Vietnam. He was drafted. Thanks for killing my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you tell your dad about that. <laughs> Thanks. So it was him. Uh, some Mexican killed your dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. And uh, he said, you know, He's like when you. He was fortunate. Uh, was it like? Uh, yeah, he was draft? drafted. Yeah, oh, he was man. drafted. So he had to go. It's very different from NBA draft. <laughs> <laughs> There's no money in it. And uh, so he said, you know, he's, he's these the guys. A lot of them have like M15s, right? Yeah. Or and he said those guns. He's like I. He'd been hunting since he was a kid. Yeah. And he's like the guns that you use to hunt have long barrels. Yeah. And they're heavy. Yeah. Uh, substantial guns and you they're accurate. Those guns that those they're using are just for – I mean they're only because people want to have fun with them. And then what they're really made for is when you're freaking in a jungle and you got to turn really fast and shoot off a lot of bullets. That's what they're made for. Right. So it's like they're made only for killing people. Like that's the only reason why they're made. It's not – there's no – there's no like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna use it for hunting, <laughs> anything like that. Another thing I heard about M15 is that they're not very good. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, he yeah, said that too. Because they were saying that the the Viet Cong were laughing at him because AK47 is so much cheaper, yeah. reliable, and uh, they're so easy to use. Even kids use them too, and they do. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Water, mm-hmm. sand, dirt, it doesn't get in. Um, I know M15 have a uh, trouble with water. Long, whatever. Yeah, it has a longer range than AK 47, but if, if I was uh, fighting in the war, I, I, I would imagine like AK 47 because the guy who was protecting me in Afghanistan, AK 47, and yeah. they're really easy to use, yeah. you know. Um, but um, but your dad, your dad is right. But uh, this is a price we pay for this country of our history, the fr- frontier days, and that that notion is not going to go away. Anytime but the soon. other thing mm-hmm. that, well, going back to what Ernie said, how it's saying like you should take a test. Why isn't there a test, a, you know, akin to? When you drive a car, you have to take a a test and prove that you're qualified to drive a a car. Why isn't there a test for guns that's similar? Because know that you they're more fun than cars. Yeah, but they're also a lot more dangerous. So why why isn't there a test where at least you can prove that you know how to use it, you're safe with it, and all that? I think NRA probably thinking is a slippery slope because um, you get one. But why is a car a car? Everybody drives that, and you have to get a license. I'm not. I'm not just disagreeing with you. I'm just. You know, yeah, I mean, a, they, they, they don't they, want anything to touch the fucking. Sure, I I wonder sometimes um, if they're nuts at the gun show NRA if they're able to say they're able to do like you know how they always say if I was in that theater I would have shot that guy, and and it's always like fat 
old white guy saying that, right? Like, yeah, if I was there, they'll be like John Wayne or something. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry for the old reference because they're old, but <laughs> but they say that you know they act like they're in John Wick or something like that. But here's the thing: people panic. Yeah, people make a mistake. That's exactly. Even if I had a gun and all the training, I probably ended up shooting the wrong person. Wrong person. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just think. Everybody have this fantasy, but... Um, and when the cops come in, mm-hmm. you just see two guys with guns. You don't know which one is the good guy. No, you, you just don't. shoot both of them, you know? So, and and that, how many mass shootings have we had? Has any of them ever been stopped by somebody with a gun? No, I don't think so. We really have to think on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I was been listening. <laughs> <laughs> I tuned out. I mean, it's really like I don't. I'm not trying to like to not take a stance on this. I know where I stand, but unfortunately, it's just a lot of stuff that just has to. Well, you know, Malcolm Gladwell. You know who he is? Yeah, he's of a, course. He's a very famous writer. Yeah. He, he think this con- conversation of gun control is really fantasy. He think he think <clears throat> it's. I couldn't. I'm too dumb to uh, summarize what he said. Yeah. But simply trying to have gun control resolving this. It, it's a fantasy, he think. It, 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 there's some pathology in our culture right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's not the same thing. I love football because the violence of it. I think there's, we have to admit that this country we do love violence. It's it's um it's yeah. very, we we do love that, and I don't want to um, you know call any gun owners bad because the vast majority are not. They're very responsible people. It really is a small percentage of people. It just those tiny percentage of people make such a huge news, you yeah, know? Well, and it's yeah. fucking so destructive. One little gun could do a lot of fucking damage. That's- sure. And um, I don't know. But 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 listening to Malcolm, I, I, I think I don't – there's a lot of mental illness stuff. Mm-hmm. I also wonder, you know, the way our education institutions set up where these marginalized kids get treated certain ways. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, social media, on top of that, mental illness, easy access to gun. You know, there's so many elements that combine to make this ugly scenario, mm-hmm. you know, because I just think it's unfair to – I mean, Trump is, you know, I don't, you know, he said a lot of crazy shit. But we have to remember there was gun shooting before he was president too, you know, that, yeah. you know, we just had 20th anniversary of Columbine. So I don't, I don't know why um, – there's some – Something in the air with the mental illness stuff. Uh-huh. You know? I don't know what's the solution. They, they did a CNN thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Lemon did it, and he was interviewing a psychologist, and he yeah. said, "Well, he was talking about the El Paso guy, and he's saying like we're talking about a mental illness, mental illness, and all this stuff." But he said he's like, "Well, I, he was a mental health physician, and yeah. he's like this guy does not have a mental." He doesn't have a mental problem. He is just a hateful person. Yeah. Because, I mean, he straight up put the reason why he did it was to stop the Hispanic invasion into America. Which is like a very ironic thing to say because we stole Texas – from Mexicans. <laughs> we stole Arizona from Mexicans. We, we stole st- New Mexico from old Mexico. Yeah. And <laughs> and then what we did to Mexicans – Especially under uh, Andrew Jackson, and it's 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 a very shameful thing we did to Mexican people because mm-hmm. it was brutal. It is it's it's really terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And all the generals who were great in the American Civil War because they had experience fighting the Mexicans. You know, early twenty years <laughs> earlier, they were. You know, it was just it's just 
I mean, I kind of laugh about it because I'm trying to laugh all the horrific stuff. Because if you think too serious about serious mm-hmm. stuff, it, you're gonna have a mental mental breakdown. So yeah. that's why I gotta be jokey about it. But anyone who study history, how we treated uh, Mexicans in Mexico and uh, southern uh, states. It's, it's a very shameful chapter in American history. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. There's a book called uh, Blood Meridian. Mm-hmm. Cormac McCarthy, he wrote uh, all, uh, all Men uh, oh, um, all men in the Country. Well, no, I'm getting that title wrong, that movie. Uh, no Country for All Men. No, he, yeah. he wrote books like that, right? In that book, it's considered a great American novel. Like mm-hmm. it's up there with the Moby Dick and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. But there's a... <laughs> There's a, a part in the book where they were paying money to kill Indians. So mm-hmm. U.S. government was paying people to kill Native Americans. But sometimes these white guys are too lazy to kill them. They just kill Mexicans and, and <laughs> scalp their – see, I'm making a Mexican laugh about his people getting murdered. But that's what they were doing. Like, yeah, what's funny. the difference? You can't tell the difference. So, so um, um, instead of – don't kill Native American, but – because they can find one, they were killing mix, just scalp their heads. You know what I mean? <laughs> because they needed to get their scalp. So to make money, they'll just see it and be like, Oops, see, legit. And and <laughs> once again, I major in economics. It's incentives. When you have incentive, people behave certain ways. For mm. example, I don't know where in Texas or Arizona they they ever having too much rattlesnake. So if you kill rattlesnakes and cut their head, yeah, you make money. Yeah. Well, you know the perverted incentive thing that happened. What? People start raising rattlesnake their farm <laughs> like, and then cut their head pretending they caught a natural one. Oh you see? So, uh, <laughs> so white people are like Mexicans, Indians, you know, whatever. But that's why when you put incentive, you think you're doing one thing, but you don't know what. Okay, yeah. let me give you an example. Every time they ban certain assault weapons, do you know what happened? What? The night before the assault weapon sell out. They go and buy. So the very act of you trying to get people not buy those guns, you you ended up making people have more of them. Yeah. So Malcolm Gladley was it's onto something. He doesn't know the solution, but simply just saying, you know, telling anyone with guns are evil or gun control it will solve everything. I think that's a little naive, in my opinion, because yeah. I don't know what's the solution. But the, we we need to have a conversation, of violence, and the community, uh-huh. and um, you know, this ugly speech. Because trying to ban language doesn't work either. I don't know what's the solution, but yeah. anytime anyone gives you simple solutions, you should watch out for them. Because um, we've seen people who does that, and they're usually not good people. Mm. They pretend to be a good people. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know anybody. But the the other thing too is like, why are all so many other countries around the world to do what we can't do? Well, they don't have the history of it. But we I, did it. They don't have the the arrogance that we do. I think that's mm, another thing. Well, there's yeah. there, there's some another thing. A lot of other countries they acknowledge their past and they're willing to move forward. Mm-hmm. America just kind of like makes up this fairy tale fantasy uh, about uh, us being on the, the godly on the right side, on the, right, the, on the quote quote right side of the of History. the manifest destiny of yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, it's just, I, in my opinion, it's just, yeah. all, it's all, it's all skewed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So there's really, there real, I, in my opinion, this is always going to happen. Uh, unless you until you fix the problem like germany for example they have all these you know these memorials and how sorry they were about the concentration camps and stuff you were there right so like Mm -hmm. they acknowledge that they fucked up Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They acknowledge that they were wrong, and that's the only way you can move forward. Is you acknowledge that that, that something was wrong here. You shouldn't have fucking mass genocide the of of, of uh, Native Americans. You shouldn't have had black people as slaves. You shouldn't have killed Mexicans. Sure, like all this stuff, like in in taking their land and basically soaked them out for. You know, purchasing large chunks of land for nothing, or taking it for that matter. Yeah. You know, I have two comments about that. Yeah. Um, so, London, England, London mm-hmm. mainly, and Japan and China, uh, they don't have a very, they don't have a. It's very difficult to get guns there. It's not impossible if you're a criminal, you can get something, but there's been a lot of knife stabbings. So there are mental illness people in those countries, yeah. but they don't have access to guns. Yeah. So they'll find other ways to they'll kill people. They'll stab people. Yeah. In Japan, recently, how many people can you stab? Not as many. <laughs> no, but it, but the, the statistics for like people getting murdered with knives in London is very very high. Yeah. You know, uh, compared to I'm sure because we have guns here. Yeah, so, so why why waste time? <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, um, when I was a kid. Oh, this is so terrible to say, but I think either my dad or my grandfather, uh-huh. somebody got stabbed in like around the corner. Uh-huh. Just will you just fucking die? Because they're making so much sounds, and then the, the paramedic. It takes a long time to get there, right? But yeah, we were trying to sleep middle of the night, and my somebody in my family was like, "Will you fucking just die?" You know, because <laughs> because they don't yeah. have guns, but um, there are mental illness, and there was a big animated company. In Japan recently, somebody burned a building, killed 33 people, 30 people oh, recently yeah. within a week or two. Yeah, because I would imagine if they had access uh, to a gun, they would have done something else. But um, if they're mentally ill and they want to hurt people, I guess they will find other ways. <clears throat> find you know? way. And even, even, if, <laughs> even if you ban all the guns right now, yeah. there's just enough gun around the country that if, if they really want to fucking kill you with guns, they will find a way. Yeah. And not to mention... We forget sometimes there are people who know how to make guns. They make them at home. Yeah. They make they make bullets. That's amazing. Yeah. The 3D wow. printer. <laughs> that wow. shit works. Wow. You've seen it, right? I, I have seen the 3D print printers like print out guns and stuff mm-hmm. and knives and make all kinds of crazy weapons. This this guy the at the, this guy in University of Texas demonstrated on Vice, I think, he makes um gun. It was interesting because he made a gun made of everything by plastic, if I remember yeah. right. So he could take it on. Uh, he could take it on planes. He could. He, he could, it, it would probably just work once. But imagine it's science fiction. But if you're a journalist, you have one of those. You had access to talk to president. You have one bullet mm-hmm. before it breaks, right? One In, shot. One shot. And I'm not talking about Trump, so don't. Get me, <laughs> don't, don't I'm not even saying that. But I mean, one opportunity. There's so many creative ways, you know, like you let it pass uh, you by. No. <laughs> oh, but um, the moment. That, but the Ernie was right. Um, I, I, I I like Germany. I did that. They have done an outstanding job apologizing yeah. for what they have done, and 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 um, they should be very very proud of themselves. And I think sometimes people are really hard on Germans because of the past. Because you know who should be who people should be angry with? Who's that? American white people? Japanese. Oh. They have not really done a good job apologizing for, for World War II. Whereas Germany constantly, you know, speech monitoring Nazism, you know, apologizing, mm-hmm. educating their youth in high school and elementary school. And they have a religion to reflect. They're very thoughtful groups of people and they're never going to do it again. But has the Japanese done the same thing? No. What, is, what are Japanese are kind of known for? Being cute. When you look at Japanese stuff, uh-huh. 
Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. Hello Kitty. Yeah. And all these kind of cute things that they're known for. But I don't think Japanese have done enough to reflect on what they have done in their past. Yeah. And, I think uh, they probably figured they made up for it with those old with, bombs. With, and with, <laughs> with all the technology and stuff. But I think the Earth being, got them back. Being, oh, wow. The what? Uh, that's very the South. Earth. That's very South Park of you. Um, <laughs> the Earth Revenge with the earthquakes. If you got, if you, if you got, if Tsunami. you get caught doing a crime and the cop shot you and you went to jail, uh-huh. you face the consequences of your action, but you didn't apologize to it. That's where it is with Japan. I think you know this is my crazy conspiracy theory about Japan is it's. Um, they're just doing cute, saying all the pop culture stuff of the rest of the world, sushi, video games, stuff like that. By then, enough time passed, they forget how Japanese beho- uh, behaved in World War II. Mm-hmm. It's like, remember that scene from Star Wars, Death Star is getting repaired? Yeah. They're, they're getting ready for War of Three. <laughs> they're going to do that shit again. That's, you, have, you really have to acknowledge what you have done in the past because mm-hmm. I don't think you can move as a country. If you don't do that, and I don't think they did an adequate job, to of be honest. all the places you went, mm-hmm. what do people think of us Americans? Well, the simple answer is, if, if somebody asks you, I'm going to answer your question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but to, to, if somebody asks you, what was your experience with your school, right, uh-huh. high school? I think most people probably have negative things to say, but if I ask... Did you have any favorite teachers? Then you have a, pro- a lot of positive things to say. Yeah. So it de- depends on what people ask about America. But for the most part, even with all the shootings, if there's a one country when people want to leave their country and live, this is still number one. I'm okay. sorry. Why is that? With all the shooting that people are saying? We could. With the, with, with this, even with this crazy president yeah. and all the things like anti-immigration, why why is America still number one destination? We make dope shit. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter how many crazy shit happened in this country. No risk, no reward. This is this is a still fucking awesome place. <laughs> I am sorry. This is a It's just the fucking, swings. It's, the swings. It, 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 it's a, f- a phenomenal place. And I know a lot of uh, – there's a lot of people who like America. But whenever I hear anybody who complains of America, it doesn't matter in my opinion because America is like this badass stripper with a big tits <laughs> and a, just juicy ass and like mm. just fucking sexy. And all the other countries – to be an American. <laughs> all the other countries got the saggy tits and fucking – oh, just ugly faces and like, you know, just – they just cannot compete with America. I mean, I, I'm, I know there's a nice countries, but there's nothing sexier than America. No, seriously. <laughs> it's sexy. We have fucking Hollywood. We have Silicon Valley. We have New York City with amazing shows. Um, California by itself is like sixth or seventh largest country in the world. If yeah. it was a country, we produce amazing food in this country. The infrastructure, even with all the problems. It's amazing. And well, we had like a like a pretty lit start with all the slavery and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> and the free land and the free. Sure. Like we like basically just came through and we're came like, up. what? You guys don't speak English? You guys are yeah. savages? All right. All this is ours now. We had, you had what? Six billion buffalo roaming. Yeah. <laughs> roaming. <laughs> America. Hey, let's kill them all. Let's. Motherfuckers. Like, let's, let's, let's sell them. Let's get yeah. their fur and make coats and. You know, it's it's insane. They just they had all this awesome forest land. Yeah, cut it all down. It's like it's gonna end up catching up, just like any other. Um, like you know, want to go into history, like empires. You know, there's a rise and fall. 
And I think that America is a fun place to be, but it's almost like an amusement park compared to the rest of the world. It's 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 um hmm. very interesting you say that, Ernie. Very uh, very smart and uh, uh, very interesting take. Thank you. <laughs> You're getting too cocky now. No, 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 no. In- interesting because <laughs> he's like that's why I said it. <laughs> many, many, many. Um, um, I'm gonna make. I'm going to make some literary and porn connection to what you're saying right now. Oh, okay, okay, I like this. The porn part. <laughs> um, if, if you read stuff by um, like Oscar Wilde and uh, many of these interesting writers, uh-huh. um, they – they he, now, he, he is uh, what we call a dandy, dresses really well, you know, and um, – I think he was like number one or number two in his generation, like late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Like just extremely nice hat, cl- just uh, incredible dressing. Mm. Uh, he has a walking stick, just impeccable shoes, you know, like dandy. Um, I think it's maybe, pronounced faggot. Well, <laughs> and um, dapper. Dapper. Um, and uh, like black people, black guys are really amazing. Those pimps, and like the, the, yeah. no one asks to wear those, but it just look on black guys. Yeah. But if I wore them, it looks ridiculous. You know, look, yeah, I, yeah. I look like a scene from Alice in Wonderland or yeah, something like yeah, that. Right. Um, Benjamin Disraeli was prime minister of England around that time. They called him maybe even greater dandy than uh, wow. Oscar Wilde. But like, um, they say that literally before the fall of empire, there's a moment of decadence, right? And um, and I kind of wonder, you know, my friend Joey Severa, the porn director, he was, I think, in 97 when he brought transgender porn. You know, back then, we, you know, just like you use yeah. inappropriate terms, but like trannies, shemales, whatever. Sure, that, sure. You know, yeah. Chicks with dicks. Yeah. So he was a main director, brought that stuff uh, to mainstream, you know, mm-hmm. which was kind of shocking at the time, 97. Yeah. So why am I talking about this? You know, we have all this talk about... Um, Transgender people, uh, certain language you use to talk about them, but I think if if I remember, I don't know which historian, but we are doing these decadent things because we're entering that phase, the fall of civilization, empire, yeah. and, and any talk about like this kind of cross dressing stuff like that. I mean, and believe me, I'm not against. I'm, if you, if that's what you're in, but I wonder where the culture is going. You know, there's there's a very telling sign. These things are happening with the gun shootings, like. We were entering because remember the good old, when I was a kid, good old days. Only thing we were worried about is are the Russians going to bomb us? You mm-hmm. know, we we didn't even think about ter- Islamic terrorism. Well, we don't know. have I don't, I don't we don't think we have technology like we used to we used to back then um, because things spread faster. Yeah. So like something I don't think you guys were I think back in the quote unquote good old days. There's a lot of ignorance is bliss, and yeah. there's like a lot of your. Uh, it's it's interesting because we have now we're over informed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're just like we get the jokes, we get the left, we get the right, we get the centers, yeah. we get everyone yeah. all at once, and we get to pick and choose what we want. Yeah, in America, I feel as, at this point uh, is you're right. There's these tell signs that uh, that uh, a society is about to crumble if you see maybe i mean it could be that no i think i think it is because uh Mm -hmm. if i I guess some people are saying that you know if you go back to some of the german like literature that was out and like people germans before right before hitler is that shit porn (laughs) yeah the the shit right on the book yeah (laughs) so they um right before hitler took power and stuff when the whole shit went down 
Germans were very liberal. They were very open. They had so, so they had gay rights. They were very ahead of the curve. I'm really impressed with Ernie today. You, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. So they they were. You know, they, I'm not saying that. I think when people get too liberal, sometimes it comes back hard. Well, because people take advantage. People yeah. who uh, of the lax system of people actually getting along. I feel that there's somebody in there um, looking to like basically herd these sheep. There's people who can be because be, the people I, who are mad about it. I'm going to also talk about speaking about saying mad madmen. Where um, John Draper says people are dying to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know people just an instinct in us. Like we tell them what to do. And, and, and wow, and, three in a row, Ernie's <laughs> Ernie's on fire. Ernie's on fire because today is the, uh, Hiroshima Day as well. Whoa, ah. seventy four wow. years ago. Thank you, America. Jeez. See, so I'm I'm just yeah. like you know. There's definitely some tell you know with some of the stuff Yoshi said and and. and the addition of what I said. That's right, Cheech. <laughs> you know, no, but, 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 yeah. when you're talking about people being told what to do or whatever, we're dying for it. That's mm-hmm. totally true because, like, you see, like, all of these people who are voting Republican. Yeah. And they're all being uh, voting Republican for fucking basically one issue. Right. So many religious people are all voting Republican based solely on abortion and yes. Republicans use that to take advantage of people. And then you see stupid motherfucking Mexican people and black people that are voting Republican based on abortion. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, it's like, you just want to tell those people like, they don't like you. Why are you voting for them? The yeah. Republicans, the white people in charge, they don't like you. Why are you voting for them? It's so incredibly infuriating when you. Well, I don't have to. That. You don't have to like your leaders, and I understand that a little bit. You know, because oh, what, they're going to do what's best. They're going to do what you know what I mean. So they're, but gonna... they're not. They're actively working against uh, 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 Hispanic people, Mexican people. You know, and, I... and then they're fucking dirt poor from Mexico, yeah. and they're voting from for. You know, fucking Republicans so just based off one fucking issue. Actually, one thing. It's your phone. Yeah. So whenever they're on social media, there's a, there's basically an echo chamber of an algorithm that they figure out that you like. So if you like certain things, they're only going to send you the shit that you like. Right. Yeah. So your your whole thing of everything that you see pop up on your feed is suggestions and by, by mm-hmm. and obviously your friends. So if they're hanging out with their friends who are also liking the same things, mm-hmm. then guess what's happening on their feed? Their feed is a lot of the stuff that they like, which is is misinformation. Confirming their biases. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. And we're able to live in these little bubbles. My point, yeah, my point is they're being used up based off of, of one issue. I mean, we're all being used in some way, you know? I just think that... Me? <laughs> I mean, I don't vote. <laughs> uh, can I, um, I don't know if you know Hal Prince, but he is um, giant among Broadway shows, you know? He's just passed away. And uh, one other thing he worked... There I think was... it's pronounced faggot. <laughs> um, uh, Cabaret I don't know if you saw that movie No I, I highly recommend you guys watch it Because it's such a, uh, a revelation And I know people think it's a Broadway show whatnot. It's like a fa- faggot whatever, however, <laughs> whatever you say But uh, do you know what the story is about? No It's about this young American uh, Visiting Berlin to write a book And uh, um, meet this uh, cabaret singer And he ended up hanging out uh, those characters at the cabaret. Berlin was very big on cabaret um, in the 30s and uh, um, open-minded about sex, nudity, and things like that. It's interesting. It was during the rise of Nazism and either 
all these things are happening right now with uh, transgender rights and uh, homosexuality and pornography and uh, you know pro woman and you know pro abortion. All that bullshit. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> Either those things are bad because, you know, what the, the Nazi did, because they're sexually repressed, they find those people a threat. Mm-hmm. So they the, – this is true in, uh, when Saddam Hussein took over Iraq. They got rid of any sort of like sex-related or uh, belly dancing, anything intimate yeah. out of the society. Now, if those kinds of people don't like that stuff, what does that say about those uh, uh, human freedoms, you, you know? Right. And um, – Cabaret, um, I I used to that. I would never watch the faggot. <laughs> but, you know, but when I when I watch they start hanging out with those people, it it's they're in a business in theater. It's so intimate because you're watching a show. You don't have f- cell phone. You for once become like a one community. I, I know yeah. there's always going to be one idiot to have a cell phone out, but this is something you pay attention for hour and a half, two hours. Have some intimate, some um, important time for yourself. You know. But uh, I've always wondered, like, how did Cabaret be Godfather, the first movie in Academy Award? It's, it's mm. just shocking. Yeah. But that, if you watch it, it's very meaningful because I think um, either we're e- e- entering decadent phase or this is like last stand for white people. That's exactly what I was going to say. You're right that it's the end maybe, of maybe, uh, maybe they're fighting because they know that – it's the, the end of the era. It's the fucking death rattles of white supremacy. Yeah. I, I don't. I think they know in the back of their head that. Uh, I mean, they're fighting a losing battle, and we're Mexicans going to beat them because you guys, fu- you guys are fucked, fucking machine. Them. Yeah, <laughs> you produced so many of you. Eventually, we're even this racist southern senators are realizing most of the voters going to be Mexicans. Yeah, and, and white people only have one fucking kid or two yeah. kids. I, I think they're playing a game that they cannot win. That's why they're afraid. It's kind of like what happened with whites and in, in the slaves back in. Uh, they had so many. They had more slaves in the South than yeah. they did actual owners. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So they, all, they go. All they had to do is they, if they realized that they could just turn on their master. Yeah. You know that whole Django thing. Where, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I do agree. I think um, just by the sheer population of of, of how. Like Mexicans have been very quiet. I feel like the whole uh, Latino culture has been very quiet, and uh, now they're just literally in- infiltrating, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the society where where as much as you, I just trip out. So I was I was at I was working the other day at someone's house and. They have a, a nanny and they have a housekeeper, both Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both Mexicans. And, and they guess what? Their landscaper is Mexican. Yeah, yeah. So you have all like it's just crazy because like I imagine everyone because they're a very wealthy neighborhood. Everyone on the block has either a, a Mexican gardener, a yeah. Mexican nanny, a Mexican housekeeper, mm-hmm. and it's insane because like this whole like row. So I see all that going on, and we're um, it's with people who have like high like I know that these. It's just, it just, it's interesting. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, ended up impregnating, you yeah. know, his uh, housekeeper, uh, his housekeepers, whatever, you know. And his kid is an adult now, and he looks more like Arnold when he was a bodybuilder. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, he's built that kid. That that's that's some so that just having all that like out there is that it's it's funny how we get like Mexicans have this this like front row ticket or this way to influence people and a, a lot of uh, friends that I have who I just I'm surprised 
how compassionate some of the wealthier people are to Mexicans because I think they have a soft spot in their heart because they take care of their kids, they clean their house, they you know what I mean, yeah. and they probably get to know, them, hey, what's up, Jose? How you doing? Or just I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of guilty stuff too. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of yeah. guilt behind that. There's no doubt. I but I do think that what, whatever that comes from yeah. is really getting the opportunity to see the the my culture and and uh, for what it is. It, it's <laughs> like you know I, that's the reason why I feel that. You know, uh, yeah, I just feel that that, that we're infiltrating the the society, and yeah. people are really understanding that there's a culture here that can't be ignored. It's beautiful. It's it's like, it, I think it's I think it's very beautiful because obviously it's my culture. So, mm-hmm. but I just uh, I just don't like the fact that uh, I guess that Latino culture is really being swept under the rug I, for my whole life. And so recently, I feel, you know, with you when you see like like I we talked about this before, but with like. You know, and uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and yeah. all these people coming up who look like you and in, in in these leading yeah. roles, it's just um, it, it's a it's about time I say, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we're definitely uh, Latinos are are inf- are just being a part of society. <laughs> I say infiltrating this sounds so funny. You, you know, I have um, two things. Remember that movie, A Day Without a Mexican? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, things doesn't work. Things yeah. Work, yeah, you know, and. Um, wouldn't that be funny, like, 100 years from now, that the conservative Mexican-American senators say, we need to deport white people? <laughs> that um, Yeah. But we have a complicated history, and I just think – I when when I've had people say, go back to your country, but, like, you know, all it does is make my nipples really hard. But um, <laughs> it doesn't bother me because nobody just asks me. You know, yeah. Um, but – I wish people understand, like, you know how difficult it is to leave leave your home to go to another country? Mm-hmm. It's not just physical journey. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. You have your family, you, the food that you love. This is where you grow up. Yeah. They leave because they are desperate. Yeah. They leave Central America because they're desperate. You know, mm-hmm. like, like some of the things that happen to Central Americans traveling to Mexico, it's terrible too. Yeah, believe yeah. me. Even the it, Mexicans were fucking with them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking <clears throat> terrible. And um, for for example – the creation of MS-13. It was during the war in Central America. They fled those countries, and they were getting harassed by Mexican uh, uh, gangs. So these guys, small in number, however, Salvadorians fought in the war. So they were highly trained soldiers, and Mexicans were harassing them. Well, they might be small in number, but they're vicious, you know? So that's why um, we have to look back and said the things that we did in Central America – these ugly things that we've done. We've done ugly things in South, South America too. Yeah. So I love America and I hate when people say like, if you don't like this country, get the fuck get, out. Leave. Like, yeah. look, I, I love my, everyone loves their family, but don't think for men and like you, somebody in your family bit that some ugly things. If you bring it up and criticize them, doesn't mean you hate your family. But mm-hmm. if you're being honest, like you should acknowledge that there's some terrible things in every, yeah. every family, right? So if you want to make your country better, you have to think what you did in the past. And like all the shit that we did in Central America because the Soviets and Americans fighting over those areas. And once that shit was over, we left. But we damaged those people. So those people left Central America, came to the United States. They started a gang. And every time they sent those people back, they, they trained the youth with more violence. It's a vicious cycle, you know? Like it, these things doesn't happen vacuum, mm-hmm. you know? So 
Um, the fact that we stole this land. I'm saying as Americans, you know, it's like my people had anything to do with killing Mexican in 1848 yeah. or whatever, you know, but that's how, that's my history now. And yeah, yeah. Jesus, if you read them, like it's really vicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grant and all these guys who fought in war, American Civil War, they learned a lot of their war experience fighting the Mexicans yeah. and Indians, you know. Um, that was like the playoffs before the finals. <laughs> The finals was an American Civil War, but um, you know, first first two rounds they were killing uh, Indians in first round and uh, Mexicans <laughs> second round. Uh, they were saying um, that before pre nine eleven, the FBI actually used to watch and had a, kept an eye on white supremacy as and domestic terror and stuff. Like you remember what like. Uh, Remember there was like some guys held up in a freaking camp and like these white guys that had like the, all this – they were like a militia. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it was in the 90s, right? You know, FBI used to watch that stuff. But then after – You mean Waco? Uh, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They burned down that uh, house in Texas? Or? Yeah, yeah. And there was like went there. the whole militia and all that, yeah. right? But they said they used to watch out for stuff like that. And then yeah. after 9-11 – it all everything focused on terrorism, terrorism, sure. terrorism. So people are I'm just I'm kind of they, they, they use that word terrorism a lot. And I think uh Alexandria Ocasio Cortez yeah. was really talking about how this kind of going full circle with you know, that we're not we're when when a Mexican or a Muslim is doing these mass shootings, it's easier to call them out as like a, mm-hmm. a as domestic terrorism. Yeah. But when white people do it, they've yet to label. They called this one. This is the first one that I started hearing people because he did write a manifesto and he did yeah. say it was because of this reason. And he, he also said it had nothing to do with Trump. He said he hated him before Trump too. That's what he said. But then yeah. they checked his Twitter and he has like a bunch of pro Trump tweets and uh, Trump's re- retweeting them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but they called this. This one, you know, they say that it, in order for it to be terrorism, it has yeah. to have some political motive. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I know we live in the best place in the world and we live in the be- – like, and I yeah. think even more so we live in – I love the, it here. One of the best cities it's in because, the world. Especially like the best state. I love it here, because, especially because of the shootings. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's exciting. It's like watching. my friend went and, and traveled to Japan in, uh, in the, like the 80s or whatever and yeah. he was – you know, they would ask him. He was a black guy, and they asked him, "Oh, where are you from? Where are you from?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm from, uh, I'm from America." And they would be like, "Oh, America, bang bang." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we're, we're going to talk about a little uh, uh, for our Friday episode. We're going to be talking about the great, uh, the great, amazing city that we live in, circa 1969. I heard that somebody saw. Oh, I did. See Once it. upon a time. So we will talk about a little bit about that. But I'll have. Uh, I wanted to do this. Uh, this thing, Anthony. Bourdain, uh, season nine, episode one, with parts unknown, is Los Angeles, not Koreatown, which is different. Yeah, um, it's Los Angeles. He really, I'm actually very surprised. Anthony Bourdain. I mean, I, I already explained my professed yeah. my love to him. Yeah. He uh, beautiful man. He big. He big, he really like gives um, Mexicans a, a big shout out on this. And let me see if I can play it. In. Uh, next right. episode, can we talk about him a little bit? Because I have something important to bring it up about mm-hmm. that. Let me play this. Los Angeles, maybe the most filmed, most televised, most looked at place on earth. It's the landscape of our collective dreams. 36 hours of steady rainfall. But what if we look at LA from the point of view of the largely unphotographed? 
47% of Angelinos who don't show up so much on idiot sitcoms and superhero films. Damn. Call them out. <laughs> the people doing much, if not most, of the hard work of getting things done in this town. are undocumented. One in ten. Think about that number for a while. That's who's here now. Contemplate, if you will, what would happen if anywhere near 10% of the workforce were no longer here, particularly since they're rather overrepresented in those fields that most of us are in no hurry to enter. Angeles, like much of California, used to be part of Mexico. Now, Mexico, or a whole lot of Mexicans, are a vital part of us. That's pretty good. Really good. So I highly recommend it. It's uh, telling like it is. It's telling like it is. This dude doesn't bullshit people. So um, that yeah. Houston episode was amazing. Too. The Houston, um, one of the masterpieces by Bourdain. I agree. And uh, one, one last thing before this over, I, I just want to remind people. Like, yes, there are these white nuts killing people, but I just want to remind everyone that many of the victims are white people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely. All right, guys. We'll see you guys on Friday. On that note, <laughs> on that sad note, and, uh, <laughs> on a happy note. Well, yeah. I'm happy now. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you on Friday. <laughs>